Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season three, episode 13, Bride and Gloom. It originally aired on February 8th, 2001, and had 5.37 million viewers. All right, let's get right into the first scene. So we start out this episode in the manor, and it's Phoebe's room, and it's nighttime. Phoebe's in there watching Kill It Before It Dies and eating popcorn. She's smiling and tearing up, watching, like, the final scene of the movie. And then when Billy and Sally Mae walk off into the trees, Cole appears into her screen, and Phoebe is shocked. And he's like, Phoebe, hi. Just a little trick I learned from the Demon of Illusion. What am I doing in here? I wasn't sure how you'd react. I thought this might be a safer way of letting you know I was back. For good. And then he smiles, and she is not happy. She's just very shocked and confused. So he's back! He made it, finally. I know. We've been waiting for this moment. We have been. Every episode, we're like, is Cole coming back? Yeah, when is that gonna happen? And here he is. Wild appearance um i know like that was the last way i was expecting i love though that they still incorporated you know her favorite movie being like part of the show part of his appearance you know yeah and like the way that when they were first like starting to talk and he like brought it up and stuff and Uh like was manipulating her with it and now like he's like i'm just gonna pop up in the movie yeah knowing she was watching it and everything that was beautiful honestly couldn't have done better but also, like, how did he know he was, she was going to watch it? She probably watches it every fucking night. <laughs> I don't know how he knew. Honestly, I don't. It doesn't make too much sense to me. Also, I didn't know he could, like, shimmer in between, like, inside and outside of films and things like that. Yeah. Um. I guess, like, you know, he does say he learned it from the Demon of Illusion, but it's like, so then can any demon who can shimmer do that just yeah just be able to come in so i don't know i'm a little confused but you know what the scene still worked for me and of course he got the intro right right after both sisters find out yeah and at the point where like phoebe kind of seems done with him like i feel like had this been like two or three episodes ago she would have been happy to see him back but now she's kind of like i'm done like i'm ready to move on right like that was not a good idea she was like i know i shouldn't have done that but it is what it is let's just move forward and that's when he decides to reappear into her life and of course he does because men somehow like in their heads know when you've started to move on and that's when they pop back always that they sense it it's like a weird sixth sense that men have i swear to god every time it's like i was so close to being done with you and yeah what you did She's like, hmm, maybe I can, like, move on from Cole one day. Like, I could stop loving him. And then he's like, hey. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Hi. How you been, stranger? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's been a while. Literally, been a while. How you doing? Long time no see. I also, I just want to point out, I love his, like, 
energy here, his like confidence about it and like just like goofiness and very much like, oh, well, this is the deal. I'm back, bitch. Like, yeah, he's very like cutesy puppy dog, which I feel like is different than how we were introduced to him. And I'll have more to say, like, as we see him more in the episode. About oh, that. yeah, I, I agree. So after that, we have the theme. Then we go to P3 and holy shit, we see Justin again. I know. I didn't think we were ever going to. I was starting to wonder. I was like, I could have sworn he popped back up at some point, but... But a part of me was unsure. Yeah. So anyway, Prue and Justin are walking out together, and she's telling him that she had a good time, and he's saying that she seemed quiet. She says she's just got a lot on her mind with Piper's wedding coming up, and they make plans to get lunch the next day, and he goes... They kiss, and it's, like, kind of, like, awkward. Yeah. And then, like, he leaves, and there's this guy dressed in all black kind of standing there watching them, and then we see Prue take off her jacket and walk back into the club. I'm happy that we got our boy Justin back. It seemed like there was a good little vibe going, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah, things don't seem to be going well here. I don't know what... I don't know what changed. We didn't hear much about him. And then now she's barely kissing. It was like the most awkward little peck that like, then she turned away real fast. I don't know. Yeah. Seems uninteresting. Maybe it's just one of those, like you meet somebody, you're like, oh, like I like you, we connect, whatever. Then you actually like go out on a date and you're like, "Mm, this is not like, there's no chemistry. That's how like, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Like it didn't work out that way. So, I mean, Sorry to hear that, Justin. We'll see how it goes the rest of the episode with you. Yeah, maybe you can uh, fix this situation. Yeah. Obviously, he's not that important because we've already said multiple times that we don't even know if he's comes back. <laughs> True. <laughs> and then whoever this guy watching her is, I feel like he's going to be an issue. Yeah, who is this guy? Creepy as hell. So... Back inside by the bar, Piper and Leo are sitting together and Prue walks over to them. And Piper says that it's only nine and teases her about her date being over already. And Prue's like, well, Justin has a meeting early in the morning. And they ask her if she decided if she's going to invite him to the wedding. And Prue says, no, I'm stalling. I mean, you know, he's a nice guy. He's sweet, but he's just so predictable. You know, there's no mystery, no, no savoir faire. You know, besides, a wedding invite definitely makes a statement that the relationship is serious. All that built-in romance, mingling with the family, hidden tensions. And Leo's like, hmm, all the more reason to have a nice, simple, private wedding. And Piper's like, nice try, mister. And she says that the wedding planner is coming tomorrow at 11, and he's not orbing out of it and can't get out of it at all. And she walks away. So, a couple things here. Mm -hmm. I love the way they're, like, teasing her about her date ending at an early time. Very sisterly, very cute. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the wedding invite thing. I feel like Prue's making a bigger deal out of it than it needs to be. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I've seen people who literally are just like, oh, you know, this would be just a fun little thing, like, to go. I mean, I guess I get it because it's a family wedding, like your sister's wedding, so your whole family is going to be there. But like, but like if he you know his family, he they grew up no exactly. So it's like that. I don't know. Felt a bit dramatic, but I feel that mostly it's just her in her own head trying to find any excuse to not have to invite him because she doesn't really have interest. That's true. Because I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I mean, 
this relationship did not work out, but there was someone I was like starting to date. It was literally like our first date and his brother was getting married like a month later. He's like, would you want to go to the wedding with me? And like, we just met each other recently. Right. I'd be like, sure. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, like wouldn't have thought too much I of wasn't it. like, oh my God, he's trying to marry me because he invited me to a wedding. Exactly. Like not, a, that's not how that goes at all. I mean, at least not in my head. But even Leo, because uh, when Prue was like, it makes a statement, he was like, that he knows how to tie a bow tie? Like, yeah. what, is, what is the statement? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I didn't, I thought she was reading a little too much into that as well. And again, so I'm a little confused because I thought their wedding, and I don't know if it's just because um, they were trying to do it in secret before, but weren't they going to do like that whole hand fasting ritual instead of like your typical so is that still the plan i don't think so i think like piper wants more of like the fairy tale wedding now that they're actually able to plan it because they actually have permission from the elders this time gotcha but how are they going to like make that legal yeah there's there's some questions and i think they're going to become more clear throughout the episode once like she actually meets with the wedding planners and starts realizing all the issues Right. But, like, I think right now Piper's kind of in that, like, fantasy, like, this is the wedding I've always wanted moment. Right. She's she's dreaming of exactly how it'll go, but I predict a lot of issues because they're not typical people, and Leo's not even a real person technically anymore. Yeah. Like, he's not alive, so it's gonna be a little bit more complicated than that. I also love, like, her being like, you're not getting out of this no matter what. Like, yeah. Like, you gotta be there. Ignore them. I don't care. I love it. I love her energy here. So then we go to the back room, and Piper walks past that same guy that we saw who was looking at Prue before. Now he's pretending to be on the payphone. And when she walks past and into the office, he, like, wipes his hand and morphs into Piper and then walks back out to the bar. So over by the bar, we see Leo and Prue are talking. Leo's worried that he's going to disappoint Piper because their wedding won't be normal. And Prue says it's the Cinderella complex. Every girl goes through it. I've been dreaming of this day my entire life. And Leo's like, Piper's wedding? She's like, no, mine. I mean, I'm the oldest. I'm supposed to do everything first. I'm supposed to talk first and get braces and get a boyfriend and find a husband. Then fake Piper walks over and asks to borrow a lipstick from Prue. Prue's kind of like, why? But gives it to her anyway, and then she leaves. All right, so I'm not sure why this guy is trying to take her lipstick and what he's trying to do. But now it's very clear that he at least is a demon, so... <laughs> yes. See how that goes. And yeah, I guess they pretty much just made clear exactly what we were just talking about. The whole Cinderella complex. Everybody wants that dream perfect wedding, and unfortunately, it just won't be that way. I don't see that happening here. Yeah, I have a feeling it's not going to work out. Um, and not just because I've seen this episode before. <laughs> yeah, they just have way too much going on. As far as the Prue aspect of this, as the oldest sister, um, mm -hmm. totally relate. It's always like very weird to me when like you guys who are obviously younger do things before me and I'm just like like I mean I didn't have like an actual boyfriend until I was what like 25 yeah like, <laughs> so like seriously. all of you guys dated before me like I would like go out with people but it would be like for like a month like it would never be like we were actually like together right it never 
went together for that long. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. I guess you are the one that can relate to that the most. I mean, I don't really... I'm the second youngest sister, so I don't... <laughs> yeah, and, like, I think about sometimes how, like, Ash is gonna get married before me, and it's like, yeah, like, I want Ash to be happy and be married, but, like, I'm the oldest. I'm yeah. supposed to get married. <laughs> right, you're like, I'm, it's supposed to be me. <laughs> yeah, but I guess, I mean, Prue's feelings here do make sense. It's just a little bit, like, you know, very happy for you, but also, like, this is weird. This isn't how things were supposed to go, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, now, back in the back room by the payphone, the guy morphs back into himself and then blinks out with the lipstick in his hand. And over by the bar, Leo is telling Prue that she should let Phoebe off the hook since she came clean and doesn't want him back in her life anymore. And Prue is very concerned that he'll try to kill them again. So I forgot we were having this whole little drama between Prue and Phoebe and things being probably pretty tense between them lately. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing how their energies intertwine in this episode. Yeah, definitely. I remember at the end of the last episode, we were a little bit worried that their relationship kind of might revert back to some old patterns. And I guess here we're seeing, I'm not sure exactly how much time has passed between like this episode and last episode, but it seems like Prue definitely hasn't let go of the tension with Phoebe yet. And Leo being kind of like the peacekeeper, which kind of is something he has in common with Piper. Right. Um, is trying to fix that situation and kind of defend Phoebe. But I also get where Prue is coming from in being worried that Cole might try something. Because she obviously right. doesn't trust him. Right. Of course, the concern is still there and it makes a lot of sense. Obviously, Leo, it's kind of his responsibility to be, not mediator, but he tends to pick up that role being that he is the, you know, protector for all of them, the guardian, the guide, you know, that's his responsibility. And he does play that part very well. And I think that's something we've talked about before. And it's sweet that he doesn't just care about, like, oh, Piper's situation, you know, like, he's here trying to help all the sisters get together and be more connected and based on the way this conversation sounds, and he's like, you should let her off the hook a little bit, she's probably been pretty uh, pretty rough towards Phoebe lately. And that doesn't surprise me. It definitely sounds very prue to be a little bit cold. And I get the concern, but I wish they would just discuss it and then, like, what's done is done. You know, like, you gotta give her a little bit of credit now for at least telling you and trying her best to make move forward with that, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, what else can she do at this point? Yeah. So hopefully we see them kind of maybe mend those things a little bit in this episode, because I'm not sure exactly how things have been. So I didn't really know how to label this next location, so I'm just going to refer to it as, like, this forest, like, altar area. Mm -hmm. Um, So we see that warlock guy walk over to this altar, and he kneels in front of it and closes his eyes. Then we see Priestess Dantalion teleport in and he bows to her she asks if he was successful and he hands her the lipstick and says she's as beautiful as you said she'd be and dantalian asks if he's certain that this has touched her lips he says absolutely i watched her all night not to be ungrateful but what do you get out of making prue hollowell my wife and she's like starting to make a potion and says i'm a humble servant of the source isle i get nothing other than the benefits we all reap whenever good is turned evil and he says still for all the unions you've consecrated it seems you should get something especially for this one 
And then we see her put like a live scorpion into the potion. And she's like, there is a spoil that intrigues me. The Hallowell Book of Shadows is said to be the most magical of all tomes. Evil can't touch it. Although turning Prue evil should turn her sisters and their book evil as well. Their magic's interconnected. He says, well, then I'll get it for you myself as a token of my gratitude. And she puts the potion on his lips as he kneels in front of her. And she says that his first goal is to get Prue there so that she can perform the ceremony and that he needs to kiss her so that the potion will paralyze her. Then she'll marry them and Prue will turn evil. A lot of exposition there at the end. Way too much throughout this whole scene here. I definitely have a couple concerns and confusion. I wonder if that's like a thing that's going to last in the future, that turning one of them evil turns them all evil and the book. Um, I'm pretty sure we've seen them turn into like demons and warlocks before and go through that. And, you know, that doesn't really affect the other sisters or the book or anything. I think it's because the other times it's happened, they've been, like, possessed by a specific evil force as opposed to, like, legitimately turned evil. Does that make sense? Yeah, fair enough. But I I just wonder if that's, like, something that is consistent, you know? Yeah. I mean, should we even mention the, like, weird, like, forced marriage idea going on here? Like, we're just going to paralyze her and then you're going to marry her? I know. Like... How uh, how romantic. Like, yikes. Um, <laughs> rape. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, like... I know. This is a little intense for me. But uh, as the older sister, it is her duty to be very first. True. Looks like her dreams might just come true. Exactly. Careful what you wish for. Exactly. What are you thinking of this priestess here? I think she's got some ulterior motives. I definitely think that she obviously wants the book. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't heard of the book, but he must not be very, like, powerful. I like her energy. I think she's very, uh, I mean, the exposition here was a little crazy, but, like, I I do like the way she plays the part. I think she does a very good job. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I think both of these two are playing their roles really well. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in her, and I'm wondering if I, like, suspect her of, like, being a double-crosser because I've seen the episode before, mm-hmm. or if, like, I would have got that as a first-time viewer. Right. I was wondering the same thing, because obviously I knew that that's what happened. But I feel like you could kind of pick up on those signs watching it, uh, just even from the start, the way she kind of rejects what he's saying, and then the way they make it so clear, like, oh, what's in it for you? And she's like, nothing, just, you know... See, we all reap benefits when good turns evil. Like, I don't know. So it, yeah. I feel like you could pick up on those signs that shit might hit the fan. And, like, it's weird, but also, like, the way he's so, like, respectful of her almost makes me, like, feel sorry that she's going to betray him. Because he's like, oh, I'll I'll just get the book for you. I like, know. I'm like, you're being a nice guy, but you're also forcing someone to marry you. Like, yeah. there's some strange things going on here definitely evil but i wonder where this respect comes from like is she so much higher up than him as a priestess versus like being just a regular warlock like i don't know i guess like in the hierarchy of demons she's up there versus him and like my guess 
And like, this is just based on like what we've been seeing. I don't think warlocks rank that high. Like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure like they're on the same level as like lower level demons. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are certain ones that are more powerful and therefore right. get more respect. But... Right. But it seems like warlocks are not super worrisome or not, not, not worrisome, but like not very highly ranked. Yeah. Which could be interesting because I think that when there are powerful warlocks, like we saw Ames two episodes ago, yeah, yeah they get underestimated, I think, because mm-hmm. of that, right. by other evil beings. They do, for sure. So, now back at the manor in the dining room slash stairway area in the morning, Piper is coming down the stairs, explaining to the planners that she wants to come down the stairs and keep things traditional. Then the woman asks about a flower girl, and Prue says that she could ask Kate, and Leo's like, great idea, maybe she could bring some of her fairy friends, or trolls, even better. And the woman says, trolls? And Prue's like, right, uh, our father's side of the family is very short. <laughs> Horrible cover. Horrible. I would have just been like, he's just joking. <laughs> no, literally. Like, he doesn't like her dad or something. I know, like, like I wouldn't, you gotta cover that up way easily. <laughs> And then Piper says that they'll skip the flower girl. And then the woman starts talking about flowers leading up to the altar and then asks Piper how many guests there's going to be. She says probably 50 or 60. And Leo's like, who? And she's like, well, there's all the people from P3, friends and Daryl, dad, mom. And Prue's like, uh, mom, Piper, I don't think that you can really count her. And the guy's like, we'll have to if she's going to eat. And Prue's like, Oh, trust me, she won't be eating. And then the woman's like, I thought your mother had passed on. And Piper's like, right, she did. Uh, I just meant I hope she's there in spirit. Then the man's like, you're right, that doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) And then he asks about hors d'oeuvres and Leo says pigs in a blanket. And Piper does this really like nervous, like annoyed laugh. And then she says she was hoping for something a little more elegant. That's when the phone rings and Prue goes to get it. While Piper asks for a moment alone with Leo. So. This is going swimmingly. (laughs) Literally. Why do, like, Piper in this scene is me trying to plan something every single time. Yeah. I'm like, I have such an idea in my head and everything that everyone's doing that's, like, not matching it is just pissing me off unbelievably. That's definitely Piper. She's working real hard to make it uh, work for her. But I think they're both trying to make it very clear, like, it just isn't gonna happen, dude. Like, this doesn't make sense, everything you're saying. Leo being so passive-aggressive about it, like... I was like, Leo, this sass. I know, ridiculous. Like, don't sass her in front of these randos. I know, I've never seen that before, Leo. So not like you. I know. <laughs> and, like, her and him and Prue kind of, like, teaming up against Piper here. I'm like, wow. I know, like, where is this energy coming from? You're about so to she- get divorced before you even get married here. <laughs> She's not having it. But yeah, these wedding planners are like, I don't know. To me, I I found them kind of annoying. Like, just shut up. They're very like, oh, like, you know, me, me. I'm like, oh, I'm so smart. I know exactly what I'm doing. We're going to do this. Like, I don't know. I I feel like they feel a little like ego ridden to me. Like, and they're making Piper a little nervous, which annoys me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're trying to do their job, but they're also like, not really getting the vibes yeah like you're supposed to be like 
helpful and what would you like and this and that and there i don't know i don't know it just feels a little off to me but maybe it's because of the energy and the whole time is just super weird from everybody in yeah. this moment also like the way that the guy like is like oh yeah like that doesn't count like poor piper she just wants her dead mom to be included in I her wedding i know like for him to not even be like oh like we could set I'm a sorry, place for her yeah, like, we like, could do like something nice he's hey. like no he's like oh yeah count. you're right doesn't count thanks but also when like the woman is so confused it's like uh i thought your mom passed on yeah i, mean, I think she uh funny like, right right she did yeah no that's that was pretty funny interesting energy it's just not working out for me here yeah i have a feeling that it's not gonna go well with these wedding planners no don't see them lasting very long poor piper <laughs> she might have to say goodbye to the stream wedding i know so then we're over in the conservatory and Piper and Leah walk in together. Piper says, what's the matter with you? Why are you doing this? He says, because this is a disaster waiting to happen. That's why. She's like, well, keep that up and it will be. He says, Piper, I love you and I want nothing more for you than to have your dream wedding. But you are kidding yourself with this. We don't need wedding planners. We just need us. Piper says, you may not need wedding planners, but I do. I don't want to have to worry about anything. And therefore, if I have to fight a demon in the morning, I know that the flowers will still be there on time. He says, it's not the flowers I'm worried about, it's the guests, as in how do we explain everything to them? I mean, a white lighter marrying a witch is hardly traditional. She says, obviously, and walks out. So I, I see where Piper's coming from here, where she's like, I want this to still be all set. That way, like, if I have to go handle some witch shit, then I can still know that everything's going to be back in time or good in time for the wedding, you know? Mm -hmm. I definitely understand that feeling, but I also, like I said, I understand where Leo's coming from, too, where it's like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It just won't work, you know? Yeah, and I get him feeling that way, and I feel like it's one of those things, and maybe he's tried and we just haven't seen it, but, like, it's not okay to disrespect your partner in front of other people. Like, have this conversation, talk about it, explain your side, but, like, don't, like, shit on all her ideas in front of these wedding planners. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't like the way he was going about that. And, like, even if you feel like she won't listen to you, right, maybe, like, have a conversation with Prue and Phoebe. Here's another way to get Prue and Phoebe in a room together. Have a conversation with them, and then all four of you can sit down and right, talk about right. it and explain to Piper. Come on, Leo, I thought this was your job. Literally. Like, <laughs> I'm a better white lighter than you right now, Leo. Yeah. Jess is about to take over. <laughs> All right. So now in the entryway, Phoebe walks down the stairs in a hat and a jacket, and she walks past Prue, who is hanging up the phone with Justin, saying that she'll meet him there. And Prue's like, hey, Phoebe. And she's like, I'm running late for school. And Prue asks if she wants a ride. And says that maybe they could talk and try to put the whole Cole situation behind them. And Phoebe's just like, uh, I gotta go. And leaves. And then Piper walks in. And she's like, okay, tell me the truth. Do you think I'm overdoing it with the whole wedding stuff? And Prue says nothing. And then she's like, hello, Prue. And uh, Prue's like, why is Phoebe going to school without her books? And Piper's like, why is Prue not answering Piper's question? <laughs> And she's like, maybe because she doesn't want both of her sisters not speaking to her. And then she says she has to go meet Justin and ask for her lipstick back. And she's like, Piper's like, what lipstick? And Prue's like, the one you borrowed last night at the club? 
she says, wasn't me. Prue's like, right, I must have gotten you confused with another piper. Okay, you have fun with what's going on here because it looks great. Okay, bye. And she runs out the door. <laughs> I love this whole situation altogether. All three of them, so sisterly. So sisterly. Such a sisterly moment. It was so cute. But yeah, no, I wonder where Phoebe's going because Prue's definitely a little suspicious of her right now. Yes. And I assume she's going to go deal with the whole coal of it all or B plot of the episode. Yeah. That's my assumption, too, mm-hmm. which is obviously why she couldn't have Prue give her a ride, because exactly. otherwise I think she would have said yes. I think so, too. Also, like, the Prue and Piper little interaction really works for me. You know, it's kind of that moment where it's clear what Prue's feelings are, but, like, she's like, I don't want to upset you by right. saying it. So, like, I, I get that, and it, it works Yeah, no, I, I respect that. It works for me, too. And she's like, maybe the way she subtly was like, well, because... I don't want you to hate me, too. (laughs) Pretty much says it all. Yeah. Also, the, I must have confused you with another Piper. Hilarious. I know. Love that. Because, unfortunately, you did. Yeah. There was another Piper. You just don't know that yet. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we go to the mausoleum. Phoebe walks in and calls for Cole. And there's, like, this creepy music playing. And we see him sitting by the tomb. And then he gets up. And the two of them look at each other, and he starts to step closer. He says, I knew you'd know where to find me. And she punches him in the face. (laughs) She's like, that is for ruining my favorite movie. Oh, yeah, and my life, too. And he's like, Phoebe. She's like, I don't want to hear it, Cole. I'm over you. I want nothing to do with you anymore. He says, I don't believe that. Honestly, I don't either. No. (laughs) And she says, well, believe it. Because if I ever see you again, I'm going to do what I should have done a long time ago, which is vanquish your sorry ass. He says, apparently distance hasn't exactly made the heart grow fonder. And she starts to leave. And then he says, Phoebe, wait. I took a huge risk coming out in the open and contacting you. The least you could do is hear me out. Okay, manipulative Yeah, so manipulative. Like, okay. (laughs) And she, like, turns to him and, like, raises her eyebrows. He says, I've been hiding this whole time, shimmering from realm to realm to keep the source from realizing you didn't vanquish my sorry ass. You're the only one who knows I'm alive. She says, actually, that's not true. I couldn't keep lying to my sisters. I had to tell them. He's like, okay, that's okay. I understand. As long as you didn't tell Leo. And she looks away. He's like, oh, for God's sake, Phoebe, why don't you just put an ad in the paper and tell the whole damn world? (laughs) She's like, you know what? Maybe I should have. And he steps closer and says, I've risked my life for you, Phoebe, my soul. I've put myself in more danger coming back here than you could possibly imagine because I want to try to figure out a way to make this work between us. She says, good and evil can't work together. He says, we did before. She says, I learned from my mistake. He says, so did I. Phoebe, I can suppress my demonic half, just like I suppressed my human half before we met. I can be good. You've seen that. And if you know I can, then why can't we be together? She says it's too late, and they look at each other, and then she turns and leaves. Oh my god. This was so intense. I'm so torn in this scene because, like, the part of me that loves, like, toxic couples is, like, I love it. Yeah. I'm into it. Get back together. But at the same time, I'm like, he is being so manipulative this entire scene. Yeah. He is. He's like, 
oh, I risked my life doing this. I've been doing this, this, and this for you. Like, no, you've been doing that to save your ass. No, literally. You've been doing that because if not, you would be dead. Yeah. It made you make sense. Literally. <laughs> also, the way she walked in and punched him in the face. Beautiful. Hilarious. Couldn't have gone any better. Honestly, that's how you should always greet an ex. I'm I've just kidding. So- I'm just <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, no, her reaction immediately, like, First of all, her lie, direct lie, like, I'm over you, I don't care, I, don't, I want nothing to do with you anymore. Yeah, if that was true, she never would have shown up exactly. here. Exactly, you wouldn't have like, came. And... Like, when you ask to see someone to say goodbye, it's because you don't want to. Exactly. You're like, maybe if you see me, you'll change my mind. That's why you do that. Right. And I could say that as someone who's done that yeah. multiple times. Where you're like, you're like, no, I'm really going to say goodbye, but like, if I see him and he changes my mind... Like, maybe I have an excuse to stay. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, actually, we just had a really great breakfast. Yeah, so I know. maybe this is worth another shot. <laughs> the way you convince yourself. Yeah, I see her kind of doing that here. And he is being definitely a little manipulative and gaslighting her this part. But I do believe that he genuinely loves her and genuinely, like, it is sweet that he came back and, like, really is sure, like, I can do this. Like, I can do this for us. I can make it work for us. Like, yeah that's the thing right because it captures my heart i'm like ugh, i'd fall for all of this but at the same time like as an outsider watching the situation i'm like as phoebe's like friend right i'm like no don't take him back i'd be like yeah but if i was phoebe i'd be i'd be right in there like let's kiss right now i know i'd be all over it all over it i know i'm very proud of her for being as strong as she is i guess the circumstances are a little different because it's not like he just oh you know screwed her over a little bit like you know he literally tried to kill you guys he was a demon yeah a little more complicated and i'm interested in like cole's kind of idea that he can fight like the evil within him i know it's interesting and i want to see kind of where that goes and if that'll become a continuing storyline me too i wonder if that's something that he really does go for and if we see him be good you know Mm -hmm. um so obviously depending on how this works out and turns out with them Maybe we'll see. Yeah. So, now, at the restaurant, Justin walks over to the table where Prue is already sitting and thanks her for meeting him and then kisses her hand. And he sits down and says that he should sell his car, but he likes having something not so predictable. And Prue's like, so you don't think of yourself as predictable? And then he's like, me? And then the waiter brings over a fancy wine bottle that he reserved and was like, predictable? Hardly. And she smiles and she was like, you know, because this is fake Justin trying to uh, trying to win her over. Yeah. So he's sucking her right in. Yeah, you definitely notice the difference in his energy here. It's pretty clear that this isn't the same guy. Yeah. And Prue is very confused, but is very pleasantly surprised. And it's also like, (laughs) how is Prue falling for this again? Like, this is almost an exact, like, recreation of the scene where the genie possesses the guy she was going on a date with last season. I know. Like, they're even in an outdoor restaurant. I'm like, we're doing the same thing here. Yeah, like, you you should, you ought to know something's up. Like, this complete personality shift should be a clue to you that, hmm, something's off here. Yeah, usually their intuitions are very smart and leads them to where they need to go, but not when it comes to Prue and her dates. Nope. 
Can't see it coming. Never. So then we're at the manor on the front porch and Phoebe gets there and we see Justin standing by the door. And Phoebe's kind of like, what are you doing here? And he says he's picking up Prue for lunch. And they go in and Phoebe calls for Piper. And Justin asks if something's wrong. And Phoebe says she isn't sure and then asks Piper where Prue went. And Piper looks at Justin and then says she doesn't know. She thinks she's at the restaurant. And he says that he told her he'd pick her up. And then they realize that it obviously wasn't him who called for her to meet him and look at each other. Yeah. So now Piper and Phoebe know something's up. That's too late. Yeah. The deed is done. Or it it's is. about to be. So this kind of works for me, him showing up there and then them kind of having that slight realization. But I don't have too much to add here. It's just kind of like a... Yeah, it's kind of pushing the plot a right. little bit. So back at the restaurant, Justin is refilling Prue's wine. And she stops him and tells him that she has to go to work this afternoon. And then her phone starts ringing and he like puts it down and says, how important can it be? And so she declines the call and he asks for a favor and then says, last night when we kissed goodbye, it was, I don't know, not great. And she was like, yeah. And he's like, well, how about we try it again? See if we can't do it a little better. And she looks down and then he's like, come on. What's the worst that could happen? And then he leans across and they start kissing and then the room starts spinning and suddenly when they pull apart, they're in that altar forest place and the priestess is right there behind them. Dun, dun, dun. And then Prue's like, where am I? I can't move. And then he morphs back into Zyle and says, my apologies. And then the priestess walks over to them and she says, it's true. Every bride is beautiful on her wedding day. Um, Prue's beautiful all the time. Exactly. So, make it make sense. But, um, I feel like it could have been her first clue. How important could it be when the phone's ringing? Well, think about your life, Prue. It could be pretty important. No, literally. I would never, like, if I saw my sisters calling me and I lived like them, where they're faced death, like, almost every day or on a weekly basis... If someone was like, how important could I be? I'd be like, oh, you have no fucking idea. Like, I got to take this call. But question, and maybe this is, I don't even know if you'd know. Did they have caller ID on cell phones then? How if I know? Because <laughs> I'm like, did she know it was them sure, calling? Oh, I guess maybe not. Well, I feel like but a phone number would come number up. Either yeah, way, like, so, I would think, or yeah. even like contacts, no? They were no contactless? I don't I didn't have a cell phone in 2001. I wasn't alive in 2001. <laughs> so, I wouldn't know either. Also, like, they just spun out of the room and disappeared in front of this restaurant full of people. Yeah, another just, like, blatant use of magic yeah. in front of people. Like, oh, these people are just sitting right next to us, and next thing you know, they completely vanish. Um, yeah. But that's... Also so unattractive that he was low-key begging for a kiss. I know. That was like... That gave someone, me the ick. <laughs> if someone were to do that to me, I'd be like, eh, okay, yes. Like, he asked, and she was kind of like, mm, and he was like, come on, and I was like, Ugh. Yeah, I know. That's not attractive for all you men out there. Yeah. Begging for a kiss is not cute. Kind of a turn off. Just, like, take no for an answer? Yeah. Or, oh, like, yeah. I mean, she didn't even say no, but, like, her very clear disinterest. Yeah, should have. 
I mean, I guess I get it because he kind of had to in order to get his job. Well, yeah, he's a demon, so. Right. But, like, the idea of it actually happening, I'd be like, ugh. Yeah. I hate that. And, like, you know, Prue's kind of, like, confusion there. Mm -hmm. And then the little wedding day thing from the priestess. I know. Here we go. So then we're back at the manor in the dining room. Phoebe's scrying, and Piper walks in with the book and asks if she found her. Phoebe says, not yet, and Piper says they're screwed, and Phoebe says, not yet. Then Leo orbs in, and Piper asks what he found, and he says, nothing. Phoebe says, okay, now we're screwed. And Leo says that the elders support the shape-shifting warlock theory, but they can't find Prue, but also that she can't be dead because they'd be able to sense that no matter how evil is interfering. Then he starts saying that, like, their powers have grown, so evil's has too. Um, not really sure when that became established, I know, but I know. okay. Then he says that they need to figure out why the warlock wants Prue alive. And Phoebe says it can't just be for her powers because, you know, then he could just kill her. And Leo says unless it's an upper-level warlock, which wants, Phoebe says, all of our powers. And Piper says they still have no idea how to find Prue. Leo says, it's too bad you vanquished that demonic bounty hunter. He could have helped. And then Phoebe gets a look on her face like she has an idea and then gets up. Then Piper asks where she's going. And Phoebe's like, I have a hunch. Wait for me. And then she leaves and Piper like gives Leo this confused look. That felt like a bit of a stretch, bringing up the whole bounty hunter thing. Like, yeah. Leo would never... Like, Leo would never suggest working, working with, a, with demon. a demon. Exactly. He wasn't even about it when that happened. No, literally. And, like, the whole Four Horsemen's episode, like, Leo would never suggest working with a demon again. It was obviously just to try to pull a connection to Cole. Yeah, it was just so, like, oh, Phoebe could have this epiphany about Cole. And it's, like, that was so out of character for Leo. It was. It didn't add up. But, like, she could have just, like, they could have just made it so she thought about that. You know, like, huh, maybe a demon could help. Like, that, you know, that's, they didn't yeah. have to come up with some excuse to make that happen. But, whatever, I guess. I'll take. Yeah. Smart that they have the whole theory of the shape-shifting warlock, you know, that they know for a fact proves alive at least, and, you know, that they think possibly they're after all of their powers and that that's why. So, not too much here, just a lot of them kind of trying to figure stuff out. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So now in the altar place in the forest, Prue is laying on a stone asleep in a black shirt and skirt. And then the priestess puts a veil over her and asks if Zyle, or I'm sorry, and asks Zyle if they should begin. And then he says he's ready. So she puts up her hood and she puts her hand on his shoulder and holds the other one over Prue. And then she says, in the beginning, we were damned. And through damnation, we found freedom, power, and purpose. As I unite you today, I remind you of those gifts. And she picks up the rope next to prue and he places his hand on hers and she ties them together and then says in your union may these gifts increase so your powers may grow in the service of evil and she places her hand over theirs and zyle says how long before the transformation is complete she says sundown and asks if he can wait that long and then he says for the power of the charmed ones i can wait a few hours and then she says let me be the first to congratulate you and she kisses him, and then he starts choking, and she laughs. And he's like, why? 
she says, because I'm tired of bestowing great power on others. The Hallowell Book of Shadows is the key to unbelievable power for me. And then, you know, she does like a whole lot of exposition about her plan. And then he passes out and he, she says, I will enjoy killing all of you. So honestly, this is what you get for cheating on your wife immediately and kissing another woman. I know. What was that? Why did you... Let me congratulate you on your wedding day by making out with you. What the hell? Thanks. <laughs> like, imagine you go to someone's wedding and then everyone's just, like, kissing the bride and groom. Right after. Like, that's so weird. Interesting. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is so weird. I do like this whole little, like, ritual they have for the service of evil and getting married and, like, in demonic way it also like reminds me of what you brought up earlier like the hand fasting where they had to tie their hands together it's like the same thing here but with like the dark rope so i think that's kind of an interesting that good and evil both have that similar marriage ritual right yeah no i love that well now we know she wants to go after the book of shadows at least and that that's going to be her game plan and uh that as the conversion is happening, all the sisters are supposedly slowly going to turn evil as well as the book. Yes. I'm also interested in, I guess she doesn't trust Sile because like, I mean, he said he would get the book for her. Right. But she's like, I'm just going to take you out. Right. And get it myself. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've never had a reason to trust a man, have you? <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree. Yeah, right now. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. I'm we're in a men hating phase right now, so we apologize. Yeah, but also we don't. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. But yeah, no, I don't know why. I think it has less to do with him and more of just like one of those. Well, you're gonna get the runt of my frustration because I'm gonna take it out on everybody. You know. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, they're all evil, right? And evil doesn't trust other evil. Yeah, they they all go after each other and good. And they all want one thing, great power for themselves. They're very selfish. We've talked about that. So not too out of place. No, definitely not. So then we're back at the mausoleum and Phoebe walks in calling Cole's name and he shimmers in and says, I was beginning to think I'd never see you again. She says, I'm not here because of us. I need you to help me. And if you do, it doesn't change anything between us. You have to know that. He says he's listening. She says Prue was taken by a warlock. We think he's a shapeshifter. But the weird thing is, nobody from our side can get a read on where he's hiding her. And he says that doesn't make sense. Warlocks don't have that kind of power. He must be working with somebody that does. Certain dignitaries have the power to shield their activities. Demonic judges, dark priests, anyone who needs privacy for rituals. She asks what type of ritual, and he says it could be anything. He says they may want your book. We all want your book. She says, really? He says, I wanted the book. At first. She says, well, how can we find out who wants it now? He says, I could check around, but I'd risk demons finding out I was still alive. She says, I want my sister back. He says, no matter the cost. She says, I want my sister back. And he steps closer and says, I'm doing this for you. Know that. And she turns away for a second, then quickly like turns back and like grabs him and they start kissing. And then she pulls away and he's like, 
I'm really confused. And she's like, me too. I don't know where that came from. And he says he better go. And then says, if you don't hear back from me, I got caught. And they look at each other and he shivers out. The manipulation right before the kiss, insane. I know, I know. No matter the cost? Are you sure? I'd be risking my life. I'm doing this for you. Okay, dude. No, I know. But still very sweet that he was doing it. And it's so weird that he was doing this whole manipulation thing to get her back. And then once he, once she kind of gave in a little bit there and he realized there actually was a chance, he kind of switched up. Like, he kind of became happy and was like, like, oh, okay, like, I don't have to keep acting like that. You know, like, he seemed like just like, oh, now I'm confused. Like, is this happening? Like, just giddy about it, you know, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cute. It's also like, kind of like how we're talking about how like, evil has like this ego and this selfishness, Mm -hmm. like, everything he's doing is because he wants Phoebe back. It's not actually because he's good and wants to help. Exactly. It's not because he wants to help Prue and make sure that she's okay. He could care less about Prue. It's just for Phoebe. Yes. And I think he's confused about why she doesn't have that same thing because he's like, no matter the cost, like, you just want Prue back. Yeah. He doesn't get that emotion, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. He only feels it for Phoebe, and that's something we've, uh, or I mean, I'm starting to pick up on from him, and I wonder if that is something that changes in the future, if he can actually become good and do things for good, or if it's all going to be out of this, like, lust and love for Phoebe, you know? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to see how that goes. Me too. Mm -hmm. Also, like, if you don't hear from me, I got caught. Yikes. I know. Sad. But I mean, I guess I'll give you some credit for putting yourself in danger to help Phoebe. Even if your motivations are selfish, you are ultimately doing something good by trying to find Prue. Yeah, but um, so is it is it really right if its only intention is because of Phoebe? It's like a selfish motivation. I don't know how much credit we can really give him. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him credit for doing something good, but that doesn't mean that he's good yeah you got some work to do cool and also i mean the kiss let's talk about that for a second oh yeah i mean we kind of knew phoebe was in denial but that just proves it like it's still there between them it was such a heated kiss too it was so cute and like she you just felt like all of her emotions let loose like she just could not hold back anymore and it was so so real Yeah, and I think a lot of this was, like, Phoebe convincing herself, Uh right? Like, she keeps saying she's over Cole because she wants to believe it. Right. But the truth is, you can only, like, lie to yourself for so long. Right. You're still so very in love with him. You can't just... Those feelings don't just go away that easily, you know? Yeah. So, now, in the manor, in the living room, Piper is sitting on the couch looking at the book. And it looks totally different, like, the pages are darker and everything, and the page she's on is a a killing spell. And Leo sits down and says, I thought you said there was nothing in the book. And she's like, well, now there's just a bunch of weirdness in it, look. And then he says, hemlock killing spell? That doesn't belong in there. And she's like, but it does have possibilities. And he's like, Piper. She's like, I'm sorry, I don't know what I was. And then she closes her eyes and blinks out. What? So that's crazy. What is a hemlock? Plant. Gotcha. Hemlock. Kill- oh, a killing spell with hemlock. Okay, I see. So that was kind of my 
one of my concerns. Like, I get the whole turning, I mean, I guess, you know, turning them all evil. But if the goal is to get their book that holds all the power with all of its spells and knowledge and everything, why is the book changing and has completely new spells? Like, you're not getting the same book. And where did these powers come from? Like, it would make more sense for them to have their same powers, just an evil mindset, instead of just gaining a bunch of random powers that, like, don't track to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it just felt a little, like, a little weird to me that all of a sudden they all get all these powers just because they got turned evil yeah and i mean i guess if they turned into warlocks like the blinking thing makes sense but like as we're gonna see later they get a bunch of new powers yeah so that part's confusing yeah so i don't know it's definitely i mean it works for the plot's sake and it definitely works out well but it doesn't make that much logical sense to me yeah but i mean then again when Phoebe was possessed by the Woogie, like, she got a bunch of new powers, too. Right, but it was the Woogie's powers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Are they getting, like, Zyle's powers, maybe, because he's connected to Prue and so are they? Maybe, oh, I guess, yeah, I guess you could argue that. That could be the case. Still just a little weird, though. Yeah, or, like, maybe it's part of the ritual that they get these powers out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to come to our own conclusions in our mind because we never really get an answer to yeah that. i'm not really sure logic wise not really but for the plot it definitely is interesting yeah and i mean the little like personality shift and then questioning of it going on with piper right now is interesting as well right you can see that she's starting to make that turn yeah yeah so then we go to the kitchen and piper blinks in and is like super shocked and leo calls for her and she tells him where she is he says, you blinked. She says, I did not. Only warlocks do that. He says, Piper, you did it. Then Phoebe walks in and says, hey. And Piper asks where she's been. And she says, uh, brainstorming. How's it going in here? Leo says, your sister's blinking. And she's like, um, sorry, what? And Piper's like, okay. I admit it was definitely weird, but it was kind of fun. I was in there and I was thinking about the kitchen. And then suddenly, boom, here I was. Phoebe's like, that is so cool. Leo says, except that it's a warlock's power. Phoebe's like, so what? They're always trying to get ours. It's about time we get one of theirs. And Piper tells her to try it and says, just think and blink. So Phoebe does it. And then Piper smiles and does it too. And Leo's like, so concerned. And then Piper calls from the other room, catch us if you can. And he walks towards them. Then we're in the conservatory, and you could see that the sisters are having so much fun with this. And Leo says, do you realize how serious this is? You're blinking. The book is changing. Piper says, maybe we're blinking because of the book. He says, the book is changing because of you. It is an extension of you. And Piper says, huh, I should care about that. But I don't. And then walks out, and Phoebe and Leo follow her. <laughs> I love their whole little energy here. Like, you could see the evil just clicking faster and faster and them just having the time of their lives with, like, this new power and new mindset. I love it. And Leo is concerned. Poor guy. Yeah. And you could just tell that, like, Holly Marie Combs and Alyssa Milano are having so much fun with this. Oh, yeah. They're definitely having a great time acting this out, I think. Yes. You know? 
I would too. Yeah, definitely. Also, I mean, Phoebe's thing, right? Like, warlocks are always stealing their powers. They should be able to steal theirs too. Totally agree. Yeah, I agree. Honestly. Though, would that make them evil? Because then they'd be power hungry like how demons are. Exactly. It would be like a consequence kind of thing. or yeah. What's it called? Personal gain. Personal gain. <laughs> that would be like a personal gain thing. Yeah, that's true. So they uh, wouldn't be able to, I guess, technically. But obviously in this moment, they don't really have to care because they're evil now, I guess. Yeah. Pretty quick shift. I like the way we see kind of this concern at points but the clear idea that they're leaning a little bit more into the evil right they're starting to kind of give in more and more you can see that happening definitely so now in the entryway leo says this is what i was worried about whoever has prue is reaching you too and phoebe's like okay i can tell this really upsets you leo but i gotta tell you i really like this whole think it and it happens deal I mean, just think of the time we could save not chanting. And Piper agrees, and then Leo says, Piper, Phoebe, you have to fight this. And then the doorbell rings, and they go to go get it, and Leo's like, for Prue's sake, stop. And Piper says, don't tell me what to do. And then she goes to open the door, and Leo tells Phoebe that he needs her help. And she's like, I am so tired of helping people. And then she turns around. And the wedding planners walk in, and the woman says that she has sketches for her, and Leo tries to send them away, but Piper says they're welcome in. And then the man starts talking about the menu, and Piper cuts him off and says, I want pigs and blankets. And they look very shocked, and then they start laughing, and the woman's like, it's nice to see a bride who still has a sense of humor this close to the big day. And Piper's like, no. I want pigs and blankets. And she lifts her hand and waves them. And the man turns into a pig with a blanket over it. And then the woman starts screaming and Phoebe laughs and then says, Marie seems very scared. And Piper says, I always had her pegged as an ice queen. Phoebe says, what a great idea. And she waves her hand and Marie is covered in ice all of a sudden. And Piper says, now there's a freezing power with a kick. And Leo says, have you lost your minds? And Phoebe's like, oh, get on board, Leo. Whatever this is, it's fabulous. You can't imagine the freedom, the power. And Leo says, Phoebe, that's evil talking. You have to fight it. Phoebe says to Piper, what did you ever see in him? She's like, I don't know. He is kind of a stick in the mud, isn't he? And then she's like, oh, another great idea. May I? Piper's like, be my guest. And then he starts to tell them to think of the power of three, but Phoebe transforms him into a stick in the mud. And then Phoebe says, look at all the fun we've been missing. And Piper says, this is just the beginning. And then they walk away. And then we see, it cuts to the forest place. And Prue and Zyle are both asleep on the altar now. And the priestess removes Prue's veil and says, just the beginning. I feel like that was so unnecessary. Yeah, I know. That didn't need to be added in there. They're just like, we want to repeat the line. So let's add in this little cutscene for yeah, no reason. for no reason at all. I mean, we already knew what was going on. You didn't have to show that, but thanks. <laughs> thanks. But um, the scene before, so much comedy. Mm -hmm. I love it. Again, we just see a lot of fun for the actors here. And Leo fighting so hard to, like, keep them. But it's very clear that the evil has taken over at this point. I know. He doesn't really know how to get them through it, you know? He's like... He's like, come on, guys, you got to fight it. Think of the power of three. And they're just, like, completely, like, dismissive of him. No 
concern at all. And the fact that they did that to the wedding planner is, like, hilarious. Yes. But also, like, because, like, good wants to hide their magic. But Mm -hmm. so does evil. Right. So that was a little bit confusing to me, too. But I'm kind of, like, assuming that it has more to do with the fact that they just turned evil and they're just, like, like having fun doing whatever the hell they want to do, you know? Like, they don't, they feel like, oh, we don't have to care about anything right now. Right, because being evil for them right now means not having to worry about rules and consequences. Exactly. So, for them, that's kind of how they feel in general, I think, in the moment, which is why they're not as concerned about exposing the magic to these wedding planners and things like that, you know? Yeah. But uh, mostly just a fun little scene of us seeing their new magic and the evil in them and definitely having fun with it. Yes. Also, poor Leo. I know. Poor guy. And it just gets worse and worse for him. <laughs> really, poor Leo always gets the shit end of the stick when it comes to the sister. Yeah, now he just is a stick. Literally is a stick. Also, the freezing power is cool. Yeah, that is pretty dope that it literally just freezes them over. I love yeah. that. So then we come back and we're in the entryway and Piper and Phoebe walk back in and we see the pig walking around and that Marie is still frozen and Phoebe's holding this big knife and they kneel down next to the pig and Phoebe says, oh, you know, it's your wedding. Shouldn't the first kill be yours? And Piper smiles and holds up the knife, but then frowns and says, this is too easy. It's boring. I want to do something bigger. Phoebe says, count me in and they get up. And Piper says, you know, if what's happening to us is happening to Prue, and Phoebe says, then the power of three can be truly amazing. We have to find her. She says, but first we need to clean up the house. And she waves her hands, and Marie and the man turn back to normal, and then she tells them they're fired, and Phoebe uses magic to open the doors and throw them out with telekinesis and then close the doors. Then they turn to Leo, and Piper changes him back, and he asks what happened to Craig and Marie, and Piper says they scared them, and Phoebe says that they need to find Prue, and Leo's like, good, Phoebe, focus on that. It'll help you resist the evil. She says, uh, the only thing we're resisting is the desire to rip you to pieces and have you for lunch, and Piper says, but if you help us find Prue, we'll leave you alone for the moment, and then Leo hears the white light or jingle, and Piper says, Leo, ignore them. What do they know? They're backing a losing team. He says, they're revoking my assignment. She says, what? They can't do that. You haven't done anything wrong. Yet. He says, you did. You gave in to evil. You've relinquished your right to a white lighter. And he orbs out and Piper says, oh no, he's gone. Then she smiles and says, we're free. (laughs) No more obeying the rules, considering the consequences, none of that crap. And Phoebe says, time to find Prue and go for broke. And she starts walking upstairs and asks, and Piper asks where she's going. And she says that she can't do evil in this outfit and needs to go change. Yes. So, again, another great scene where we see all the, you know, the evil energy between them. I like the way they, you know, get Craig and Marie out of there. And then how, you know, Leo gets revoked from being their white lighter like it all makes sense to me and then them of course thinking of it as a good thing just barely not killing an innocent i know that was a close call i don't think they could have come back from that so no i don't think so either i don't think that's something you're allowed to do definitely not (laughs) 
What's interesting to me here, and I'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to those final scenes, is the way Piper has switched up so much on how she acts and feels about Leo just by being evil for a few mm -hmm. moments. It's very interesting. It is, because it kind of brings up that whole idea of evil can't love, evil doesn't care, you know? Which, I guess, can be the case if you're full demon at least, but I guess since we see with Cole that his human side allows him to be able to love so yeah um kind of depends on the circumstances i guess but yeah she just completely yeah because also even here their desire to get prue back has nothing to do with their love for their sister anymore mm -hmm. it's all about gaining more power exactly yeah and that tracks that's definitely the evil mindset that they've always shown happens you know mm -hmm. so it all makes sense to me so now we are in Phoebe's room, and Phoebe starts unbuttoning her shirt, and Cole closes the door behind her, and she turns and sees him, and he's like, Phoebe, and she's like, Cole, you're okay, and he says, yeah, barely, and she says, any demons spot you, and he's like, just one, and she says, the big bad Balthazar strikes again, he says, not anything I'm proud of, and she's like, why not, you should be. And then she leans in and touches his face, and they start kissing. But then he pulls away, and he says, Phoebe, if what I found out is true, then Prue's in serious trouble. She's been forced to marry a warlock. And Phoebe goes, figures that bitch would steal Piper's thunder. <laughs> and he laughs. And then he says, you don't understand. A high-level priestess, Dentalian, is rumored to have married them. And she's got the power to turn Prue evil and turn you evil too, and that's what's as she's like taking off her shirt and he's like that's what's happening here and he she's like so isn't that the way you want me and she leans in to kiss him again and they start making out again but he stops them and says no that's not how i want you to be that's not how i want us to be our only chance is if we're both good and she says love is love and he says there's no such thing as evil love it's just gratification lust and she's like you know what cole your human half is kind of preachy <laughs> I think I want Balthazar back. And he says he's not coming back. And she's like, oh no. And then she just starts beating the crap out of him and saying, I want Balthazar. And then eventually he shifts into him. And she's like, that's more like it. And then she's about to kiss him again when Piper knocks on the door. And then Balthazar says, Dontalian's coming for your book. You better be ready. And he shimmers out. Then Piper walks in and asks what's going on. And Phoebe closes her shirt and she's like, nothing, unfortunately. And she says, I heard voices. And Phoebe says, I had a premonition. Must have gotten pretty loud. We gotta go. The high priestess that has Prue is supposedly coming here. And Phoebe walks out and Piper's like, must have been a hell of a premonition. And then follows her out the door. So. A lot happening here. Yeah. I kind of love that. Cole doesn't want it to be that way. Yeah, there's something, I feel like all episode we've been talking about how manipulative he's being. Mm -hmm. Here he seems genuine to me. Yeah, me too. Like he genuinely, and I mean, again, I think a part of it is if they're evil, then like he said, it's not, it's not love. Like it's just lust and things aren't going to be as good as they can be when they're good, you know? <laughs> and he's seen that because he's seen good love with them Yeah, and how that is and Obviously, as much as all he wants is Phoebe, he wants them both to be good in order to make that happen. And I think that that's so respectful that he's not willing to give in. Yeah. 
there is this little bit of like concern for Prue even though it's clear he doesn't like Prue right because even when like Phoebe's like oh that bitch like he like laughs like he's yeah but he is like no like this is really bad yeah like some your sister's in a lot of trouble like that is actually probably the only time we've seen some concern from him towards her or someone else you know yeah I mean I feel like Prue's always been kind of number one on his I'll kill Prue if I have to yeah like yeah we, yeah we could get rid of Prue she's the last one that matters to me yeah but I mean, Cole's saying the thing we've been talking about this whole time, like, evil can't love. And I feel like we've gotten different answers. Yeah. Like, if we think back to the Cupid episode, we got the idea that evil can love, but that it's a very possessive love. Right. And I think Cole's even agreeing with that. He's saying, you know, it's like, it's lust, it's gratification, it's power. Like, those are the types of love that evil can feel. They right. can't feel that genuine, like, human, I care for you love. Yeah, exactly. Not that kind of connection. And I like that we get that set answer from him. I do like seeing that little concern for Prue that he has and him not willing to give in. Phoebe cracks me up with the whole beating him up in the I want Balthazar thing um, and faking that premonition. But it, it all worked for me the way that they found out the information and are now going to go after uh, the person who's got Prue. Yeah. And there's just like a lot of Phoebe lying in this episode and lately. Yeah, I know. You're like, oh, I had premonition. Right. Kind of has to be, or kind of had to be the case because she didn't want them to know about Cole or anything. Yeah. But I guess while she's evil, it doesn't really matter. But even earlier in the episode, she was lying about Cole just to do it. Yeah. He brings that out in her. It's not a good uh, treat to bring out someone. That's that toxic relationship we love so much. True. True. That's one of the top signs of a toxic relationship, right, is you have to keep secrets from people. Exactly. Yep. So then we're back in the forest altar place and we see Dantalion is chanting with her hands over Prue and Zyle and then takes off her hood. Then we cut to the attic where the book glows red on the podium and she says it's time and smiles back at the altar place. Then in the attic she teleports in and walks up to the book and picks it up. She says that was easy and Piper walks out and says too easy. Then Phoebe comes up from behind her and kicks her, and she falls to the ground, and they're kind of, like, holding her there, and Piper says, where's our sister? And Dantalion says, I can help you. I can teach you evil. You're new at it. You don't know how to realize its full potential. Piper says, I don't know. I think we're getting the hang of it. And Phoebe says, want to see? Piper says, where's Prue? She says, kill me, and you'll never see her again. And Piper says, hmm, so maybe we should just torture you. And she turns Dantalion's hand to ice, and she's screaming. Then Phoebe tells her to shatter her hand and picks up a candlestick. Piper says, last chance. And then is like, fine, and smashes her hand. And Dantalion screams and, like, gasps. And Phoebe says they can do her other hand, and then her feet. Piper says, actually, we can work our way up piece by piece to your head. And Phoebe asks where Prue is again. And just then, Leo orbs in and says, I just couldn't leave like that, Piper. Her and Phoebe both turn to him, and when they do, Dantalion grabs the book and, like, teleports out, and Leo's like, what's going on? And Phoebe says, well, you just helped her to escape. That's what's going on. And Piper turns him to ice and tells Phoebe to smash him, so she, like, karate kicks him, and he breaks into, like, a million little pieces, and then Piper walks over them, and it's all, like, crunchy and disgusting. 
So she just killed her fiance. Yep. Very nice. So they did commit a murder. Yeah. But it's, I mean, he's a white lighter. Yeah. You can't die, right? Although being frozen and shattered might be a different story. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I know, I'm not sure how this works. R.I.P. question mark? Yeah, perhaps. It was good It was good having you, Leah. Yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, Piper doesn't have to worry about planning that wedding anymore. I know. Phew. The concern is all gone. <laughs> no more worries. Now they're planning a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out just how she wanted it. That's the, that's the dream, really. But I like this whole situation with the Italian where they're, like, torturing her to try to find out where Prue is and then she gets the book like i like the whole yeah i think the one thing that she and zyle both weren't considering about turning all the charmed ones evil is they're super powerful and you're giving them more power exactly you're making them even more powerful and turning them so that they're not like they don't have to be concerned anymore you know Mm -hmm. they don't care about consequences like you thought it was going to be as simple as getting the book, but no, they obviously want to work together now and get as much power as possible. Like, yeah, should have considered that. The source better look out. Oh yeah, it'll be the perfect time to go after him. <laughs> so now back in the forest or altar place, Dantalian is flipping through the book next to Prue, and she's in a lot of pain. And then she says, "Death alone will not suffice, my dear bride. Not anymore. Not after this." She f- and then she finds the page on Dark Priestesses and says, welcome to my hell. Anything to add there? I mean, I feel like she didn't really say much. Yeah, again, this wasn't really adding anything. She's just kind of like... Looking through the book and talking. Yeah. Like, we already saw that she has the book. I guess we're seeing that she's going to do something with it. Yeah. But like... It wasn't that interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let me go back to the manor, and we're in the stairway, and Phoebe and Piper are walking down, and Piper says, so what are we supposed to do now? And Phoebe's like, I don't know, kill innocents? And Piper's like, no, I mean about Prue. How are we supposed to find her without the book? And Phoebe's like, shouldn't you be mourning the loss of your beloved Leo? She's like, Phoebe, I'm serious. This is one pissed off priestess, and if she kills Prue, she takes the evil power of three along with her, and we won't stand a chance. Phoebe says, good point. We have to find Prue. Wait a minute. We're warlocks, right? We should be able to blink wherever we want. She says, but we don't know where to, we want to blink to. Phoebe says, we don't have to know where, just to who. To Prue. I mean, isn't it that how Leo's orbing power works? And she's like, yeah, but his power was jammed. He couldn't find her. She says, that's because he was good and we're evil. And they look at each other. Now we got a plan for them. But yeah, them being evil, they can now blink to Prue just by thinking of her. I kind of like the way they had that as their solution to finding her. Yeah. It worked for me. And it does make sense because they have a power-to-power connection to Prue. Mm-hmm. I think if Prue was random, I would question it. Right. I'm like, there's no way warlocks can just think of someone and appear to them. But because they share that right. magical like link, I, it makes sense to me. Agreed. 100%. Also, like the... What are we supposed to do now? I don't know. Kill innocents? Hilarious. It's so funny. Love that. (laughs) So, now back in the altar place, Dantalion is doing a spell, and then Piper and Phoebe blink in, and they see Prue. Then Dantalion says, it's too late. I've got the book. And Phoebe says, well, you know, it takes a while to learn how to use it. Trust us. 
And Piper says, how about in the meantime, I freeze your head and shatter it? And then she does a spell and says, I may not be powerful enough to fight you yet, but they are. And she waves her hand and Prue and Zyle wake up and they start walking towards them. And then Piper says, Prue, you don't look so good. And Phoebe says, but that's a great dress. And Tantalion tells them to eliminate them. Piper's like, Prue, ignore her. Come on, come with us. We're your sisters. And she says, I'm his wife, not your sister. And then she throws them into a tree with telekinesis. And Dantalian smiles. And then Piper and Phoebe get up. And Phoebe says that they need to find a way to get her on their side. And Piper's like, how about we get her a divorce? And then Prue and Zyle look at each other. And he morphs into her. Prue and Phoebe look shocked. And then both of them blink out and then back in. And Dantalian says, don't want to shatter the wrong sister now, do you? And then Prue to Prue says, I love you. And the other one says, you too. And Piper's like, welcome to Planet Narcissist. And Phoebe's like, wait a minute. Cole said that evil can't love. Piper's like, Cole. And she's like, the point is, she didn't say I love you too. And then Dantalian puts a dagger in both Prue's hands. And Phoebe tells Piper that the one by her is the warlock and to freeze her and shatter her. So she does. And then Prue drops the dagger. And Prue's like, what's going on? And then Phoebe's like, I think we're back, all of us. And they turn to Dantalian, who is starting to run, and Piper freezes her, the normal freezing way. And then the book starts glowing blue, and Prue says, let's do something good. And they walk over to the book and cast a vanquishing spell. Then Dantalian starts smoking and spinning and then blows up. And then Prue's like, well, that was the wedding from hell. And then smiles, and she's like, although I guess I was the first to get married after all. And then Piper's like, oh no, Leo. And Prue's like, what? And Phoebe's like, uh, we killed him. <laughs> so quite a fight scene, uh, the ending there. I mean, it makes sense that as soon as they killed the evil guy, the link broke and they were able to turn good again. It felt kind of like an easy ending. It did. And also I question because if Prue's evil too, why was she able to say I love you? Right. I don't know. Maybe it's because she's used to being good, like, knows the, like, it's just still in her. Like, her, her humanity is yeah, completely her... gone until they kill an innocent, maybe, like maybe, we saw last yeah. episode. That could possibly be it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But that was, I guess, didn't make that much sense. But I guess it worked in the sense of, like, them figuring out who it was. Yeah. For plot, I guess. But, I mean, I did like the ending. I did like them killing Dantalian and her confidence, you know, kind of being her downfall in the end again. You know, it felt like a good wrap-up to that, at least. Yeah, and I mean, overall, you know, I enjoy this scene. I think that it's really well put together. The two Prues is an interesting twist. And then, of course, them being able to figure it out because of Cole's advice from earlier in the episode works overall. Exactly. And obviously they are now worried about Leo. Yes. So then we're in the manor at night in the attic and Piper's crying and they all run in and they see that the like little pieces of his body are gone and Piper just drops to the floor while Prue and Phoebe look down at her. And this is kind of reminding me of that moment earlier in the season when he was like taken away from their wedding. I know. It was such a like recreation of that for me. But then Leo orbs in and they turn to him and get Piper to look and she runs over and hugs him and she's like, thank God you're okay. He says, actually, it had more to do with what you guys did. Vanquishing Zile broke the bond and reversed all the evil you had done. 
Phoebe just says, I just hope the wedding planners don't remember what we did to them. And Leo says, unfortunately, they will, but I doubt they'll believe what happened. And Piper says, and unfortunately, you will. And Phoebe says, oh, yeah, Leo, sorry we killed you. And he says, it's okay, okay Phoebe, it wasn't the real you, or you, Piper. Prue says, wasn't it? I mean, on some level, it was me. I felt it. They didn't just plant evil inside of me, or us for that matter. There had to be something there for them to turn to begin with. Leo says, that doesn't make you evil, Prue. We have to choose to be evil voluntarily. Phoebe says, well, I got to admit, it was kind of fun. For a while, I mean, to be able to do whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted, with no consequences. Piper says, my fiancé being shattered into a gazillion pieces is kind of a consequence. Prue says, still, I kind of understand what Phoebe's saying. Phoebe's like, wait, you do? And then Prue starts walking out and everyone follows. This was cute. That was such a recreation of that moment from their wedding where Piper broke down and then was like so happy to get him back. That's so sad. She was so sure that he was gone. I know. Poor girl. And Leo, of course, being as reasonable as he is you know way too understanding i know like, like he's just like oh it's fine it wasn't you, you guys evil. it wasn't you it wasn't you exactly i mean i guess it's something they're all just gonna have to put up with. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you learn not to take it personally. yeah like sometimes a family member's gonna turn evil and try to kill you yeah it just happens but you know what that's just another day in the hallowell household <laughs> so probably not that surprising for them true also just like through throwing them all under the bus Leo's like, it wasn't you. And she's like, it was, though. It was us, though. Yeah, it was. We killed you because we wanted to. Like, Piper low-key wants to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Though, I mean, overall, it makes sense because, obviously, there could be no good without evil, and we all have little bits of bad inside of us. So, it does make sense. You have to choose to do that, though. Yeah. So, in the stairway, Phoebe's like, am I detecting a thaw in our rift? And Prue's like, all I'm saying is, if evil weren't enticing, why would there be any? I mean, you know, to pretend that we're never attracted to it is like pretending that it just doesn't exist. And then Phoebe says, "Uh uh-oh, something tells me Cole's name is about to be brought up. And she's like, look, I definitely do not like the fact that you lied to us about vanquishing him. But I have to admit, after taking a trip down the dark side, I sort of understand it a little better. The problem now is that I realize that Justin is just so boring. And Leo's like, well, scratch one name off the wedding list. And Piper says, actually, scratch them all. I cave. Our lives are just way too bizarre to have any sort of normal wedding. I don't know what I was thinking. And says, Phoebe, by the way, you never did mention where you got that premonition from. And she's like, what premonition? She's like, the one that told us about Dantalian. And she's like, right. You know, something tells me you wouldn't believe me if I told you anyway. So let's just say I got in touch with my evil side something I will never do again. And then she smiles and they all look down. So, um, lie, as we'll see in the next scene? Yeah. But. Not quite so true. But, you know, we all get it. We all get how hard it is to step away from love when you say you're going to, you know? Yeah. No, we get you, Phoebe. But I do like this little ending. I like Piper finally caving on the whole wedding thing and understanding that. Prue's little conclusion to Justin and, um, kind of Prue and Phoebe finally being a little more on the same page when it comes to the whole Cole situation. Yeah, I think that kind of gaining of understanding is important to their relationship, and hopefully things are going to go back to being good between them after this. Then, of course, we have Piper 
making the decision to have that small intimate wedding Mm -hmm. yeah which definitely works for me yeah and conclusions we came to Mm -hmm. and goodbye justin sorry to hear that sorry things didn't work out sorry you're boring i guess (laughs) at least they finally did it like uh like it wasn't just like oh we get introduced to this guy and then never hear about him again yeah it just vanishes into thin air yeah like we actually got a little more from him So then we move to our final scene of the episode. We're in the mausoleum and Phoebe walks in and Cole's already standing there. He asks her how it went and she says everything's back to normal again. He says good. She says yeah, good. And looks down and he says it's not enough, is it? What I did doesn't change your mind about us, does it? And she says no. He says why not? She says it's too complicated. He says oh don't give me that. If nothing else, let's at least be honest with each other. We owe that. She says, I love you, and I will always love you. Nothing can change that. Just the temptation. It's too much. And I can't take that risk for me or my sisters. He says, Phoebe, I'm telling you, I'm not evil anymore. She says, maybe not on the surface, and maybe not even in your heart, but somewhere inside of you, you will always be. And you can't ever change that. And they both look so sad. And she touches his face and says goodbye and leaves. He says, I'm not giving up, Phoebe, but she doesn't stop and just goes. And once she's gone, he says, I'm not going away. Oh, my God. And that's how we end the episode. Final scene. And it wasn't even at P3. I know. Shocker. I know. This must be pretty serious. I can't believe it. It's very sad. Um... Do I believe that this is the end? No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the whole conversation between them is very sad, and I get it. That was a very strong move on her part. Yeah. I mean, there's so much feeling in this. There's so much, like, there's those tinges of manipulation again. But it's it doesn't seem intentional this time. It did earlier. Right. And it seems like... He really thought that just saying he's good and doing one good thing was enough to change her mind, Mm -hmm. which I think to me proves that he's not. Not good. good. At least not yet. Not yet. Yeah. And the way she talks about him as like kind of like temptation is really interesting. And the way like she is really trying so hard to walk away from this toxic situation and him saying, well, I'm not going to go anywhere. Yeah, that's not good. That is a toxic king right there. He really is. Yeah, like, it's so conflicting because I'm like, it's so bad, but like. But like, I love it so much. I love it. Yep, same way. So I'm very excited to see how this goes from here. Yeah, me too. Final thoughts on the episode? I think there were definitely some things that didn't add up, didn't make sense. But I feel that this was more just supposed to be like a fun episode. And then Cole coming back was kind of supposed to be like the important aspect of it so i didn't i didn't hate it you know i liked it it was just uh definitely had some issues but overall it was a very fun episode we got a lot with the whole cole situation and i'm very excited for everything to come yeah this is one of those episodes that i always remember as being very enjoyable to watch and i did enjoy watching it right but it's one of those that like when you look at it closely there are a lot of issues clearly right a lot of flaws Like you said, I mean, season-wide things going on, we have obviously the return of Cole, this idea that he's not going to give up on the relationship with Phoebe. I mean, Fru got married. 
Um, so we had that. We clearly see that Piper and Leo's wedding is getting closer. Right. And Justin is gone. I mean, Prue's little relationship that we saw is now over. And I wonder if that means she's going to connect with someone new or we're going to go back to the whole Prue not being interested in dating thing. Right. It's been going back and forth for a while there throughout the season. So I'm definitely interested to see in where it goes from here, you know. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitchedpodcast. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for season three, episode 14, The Good, The Bad, and The Cursed.